You're a real crumb bum. Can you feel that? Can you feel what's about to happen on this field, man? So now it's fourth and 26. You want Philly Philly? This is Miracle in the Meadowlands, number two. And the Eagles fans, the Eagles fans, Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you. What's up, Birds fans? Welcome back to your favorite podcast, The Philly Specialist. I'm your host, Eric, joined by my co-host, Dom, and we are getting very close very, very close to March Mock Madness here at TPS. We're going to do some a uh, little bit of March Mock Madness conversation today, break it down to the final eight, and then we will start with our head-to-heads. Before we do that, lots of news around the league. Today, legal tampering is allowed. There's been some signings. Uh, most notably, the Eagles have signed Hassan Reddick, linebacker, former Temple alum, uh, Camden, Camden born and raised, local kid. Pretty stoked about that, Dom. Oh, definitely. Also, so stoked to be back in the stew. Look, the the audio quality that is going into these headphones right now, just paramount. I, I mean, I don't listen to myself because I'll 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 puke. I don't like the way I sound. Uh, but I can only imagine that the people who do listen can tell that the audio quality has improved. So the Eagles sign Reddick to a three-year deal, $45 million with $30 million guaranteed, uh, with some incentives that could bring it up to a total value of $49.5 million. And when, when I talked a couple weeks ago with you about uh, biggest needs, I was very high on defensive end. I was very high on getting a, someone who can get after the quarterback, and I think Reddick is a, is a, a perfect signing, you know, a slam dunk in terms of he's a he's a relatively young player. I believe he's 28, about to be 29. These three years, he should be at the top of his game. He's trending upwards over the last two years. Started off in uh, Arizona, had a had a big season. I believe it was uh, two years ago, and then signed a one year deal uh, with uh, Carolina and had a 10 sack season. I think two straight 10 sack seasons. I think he had 11 last year. I could be he wrong. Met, yeah, I, I think he, definitely over 10. Yeah. But I wasn't sure uh, what the total numbers were. Uh, but, I mean, just just to fill a need that was so blatantly obvious last year with not, you know, this team not being able to get after the quarterback, not being able to, to, to at least uh, sack the quarterback often, uh, I think it's a, a great opportunity, and I think it pumps a lot of juice into this offensive uh, defensive line. I also think it's a little curious – um, not in a bad way. I'm not at all upset. In fact, I was talking up this signing from a couple weeks ago, like you said. Mm-hmm. But um, I do think it's curious that they that they went after a guy like him because what he brings in the pressure game. Because I mean, he's a Sam linebacker. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's not. He, you know, he can get down and play DN, but he's small. He can't play DN all the time. A lot of what he brings to the game is kind of similar to the Micah Parsons role, where he can come in and, and blitz, but. This defense doesn't blitz linebackers. So I have to wonder, is he really going to revolve in and, and get into like a four technique? You know what I mean? I think it's interesting because it it says to me, it signals to me that the Eagles are all about signing talent and less concerned with the fit right now, which I think makes a lot of sense for a team in their position. Yeah, and I, I think in this defense, which we didn't typically see last year, but in the true model of what the Gannon defense was supposed to look at like, we were supposed to have this kind of Sam linebacker. Uh, unfortunately for the Eagles, the option there was uh, Jannard Avery, who 
I would say a plug of a player, like you know, n- not a bad player by any stretch of the stretch of the imagination, but nothing special, nothing to write home about. And now you're upgrading that level of talent to kind of give Gannon what he originally needed to to run his defense that he it imagined. Uh, so it, I like that they're giving him the players and giving him an opportunity because I would hate to say like. Last year, I know we we kind of hated on him pretty hard because of everything, and I think it was rightfully so. Yeah, it was but, definitely warranted. But now, uh, you know, at least being able to give him an opportunity to like get his guys or get guys that fit his scheme, I think that's a that's a good thing that the Eagles are doing. And it's it's just a, in my opinion, when I look at everything that's been coming on in in, in free agent signings, and we'll get into some of the other players that have signed that the Eagles had reported interest in, the the Eagles seem to know how to make these smart investments. Uh, thinking back uh, two years ago to, uh, what was his name? Jesus. He's good. He's our defensive tackle that I like a lot. Yeah, it's not Hassan Ridgeway, so that's... Javon Hargrave? Javon Hargrave. See, you know, these, these twisted T's got me all fucked up. <laughs> all one and a half of them. <laughs> but yeah, that being said, uh, you know, I think these are the anchors that you can get in free agency and all things considered i mean bad things can happen with health and you know things can go terribly wrong but looking at it you know without the ability to look at it from the future and have hindsight i think this is like a strong signing that should work out and it is like a high hit rate of a of a signing yeah i agree i agree it's it's definitely the smart signing yeah, uh, him coming home too is cool. I was like a cool story. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely thinking about getting a uh, a Temple uh, Reddick jersey. It's not a bad idea because it's cool and he's from the neighborhood and you know, or from the city, you know, or some city proper, I guess from from the area. I believe this is the term I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> um, couple couple other interesting things going on going on around the NFL as it relates to the Eagles. I'm not going to go through every signing. You guys, uh, you guys know how to update the NFL subreddit, but just some stuff that that's going to affect us. Christian Kirk, who we made an offer on, apparently mm-hmm. was signed for a massive, like eighty million dollar deal, which is insane to me. I don't know what the Jags are doing. Yeah, they're just throwing a ton of money out there. I think and Zay Jones they signed too. Yeah, I don't. I, I guess. I guess they're trying to do like the the quantity over quality strategy, just like having a bunch of pass catchers out there and hope for the best. Uh, they also signed uh, the the tight end from the Giants too, uh, Evan Evan Ingram. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't even see that. Their t- of their top ten players, eight like top ten paid players, eight of the ten are free agent signings, and two were drafted. Mm. So. They're they're spending a shit ton of money. They're really making a run at it. But I, interestingly the, enough, after the Christian Kirk signing, they cut Miles Jack. Yeah, well, and I'm wondering if I'm the Eagles, and I listen. I know they only have so much bandwidth that they're willing to spend on linebacker, and it's usually not that much. Typically, not enough to make two splashy linebacker signings in a single offseason. That's not really the Eagles' style. Mm-hmm. But, but there's a lot of talent at wide receiver in this draft. Maybe you feel a little bit better about skipping on a Nicobe Dean or a Devin Lloyd uh, if you sign Miles Jack and Hassan Reddick in one single offseason. Then you can really attack offense in the draft. Yeah, I think they're going to be in a position, The more the, and I'm sure we'll, we'll get into it later about 
picking players, and I think we do have to do the service of, of talking about the deans and the uh, uh, the deans and the uh, Devin Lloyds of the world. But uh, I, I'm starting to think that this team isn't going to go draft uh, a linebacker because I think the writing on the wall is that they're going to end up drafting a uh, a wide receiver again early. Just just everything that we've seen, they they made a run at Ridley. They want high quality talent. Uh, preferably on their rookie deal it looks like they made an offer for like a discount at at Kirk but he was overpaid they had interest in DJ Chark but wouldn't pay 10 million to to get him i think that he signed with the lions today I, I don't that that struck me i didn't know they were in on DJ Chark i saw the DJ Chark signing but i mean I, where are you getting a wide receiver for 10 million you mm. know what i mean like that's like that's what you're going to spend like, who do you who do you think you're going to get yeah yeah and i just think that they're they're I, and they're now they're out on uh, Juju Smith Schuster as well. Apparently, everyone is. What something? I don't know what's going on with him. Maybe that injury that he had last year, he did come back from it. But maybe it's a little more uh, serious than people have let on, which may be a problem. So could be look, that could be a maturity issue. Well, he's dancing on the field quite often. Which uh, if we signed him, I would be doing TikTok dances with him. But uh, as it currently stands, I don't really see a need to get that on our team right now. Um, and I think with this, with the way that you're you're set up with your offense right now, I think getting a guy like uh, Burks or uh, you know any any other of these uh, young receivers may be a better better option at this point than what's out there on the uh, open market. That may be the case. I wonder if they're willing to wait on Jamison Williams. We'll get into that. We'll yeah. get into that. Yeah. Uh, who else is still floating around? Allen Robinson still unsigned. Allen Robinson's out there. A big one that I keep hearing from other uh, the Philly Voice, uh, Jimmy Kemsky, as well as the Inside the Birds uh, podcast, uh, both uh, talk about Zach Pasquale a lot. Which like it's not not a sexy signing at wide receiver, but he's been linked to uh, the the Eagles uh, over this. Uh, over this offseason, Nick Sirianni calls him out as like a, a guy who lives the, quote, dog mentality. I think they said that he was the original, like, dog mentality. He was like an undrafted free agent, made the team, uh, blocks hard, plays hard, and, and is a good player. But is that really what you want at your wide receiver, too, if you're an Eagles fan? I, I don't know if I'm there yet. Who are we talking about? Colts receiver Zach Pascal. He's, he's – oh. Oh, Pasquale. when you said Pasquale, you thought some Italian guy I'm thinking about Philly. Super Mario. I'm like, <laughs> who the fuck are we talking about? Yeah, it's it, no wonder that Nick Sirianni, the Italian, wants uh, Pasquale. Yeah, the, the, real, Pasquale. the real gym rat, Zach just, Pasquale. Just, <laughs> real, real, real hard-nosed receiver, spends a lot of time in the gym, you know, <laughs> gritty player. Yeah, loves so, film. Big uh, film guy. Big film guy, also hard to pronounce his name, apparently. <laughs> but, you know... Here's another uh, thought that I had at wide receiver. If the Eagles the Eagles do not have uh, a safety, uh, I think Marcus Epps is the only safety that the Eagles have. Kayvon Wallace, but like I mean, starting caliber safety, I don't think they have one. Uh, I heard they were linked to Justin Reed, who has been signed to Kansas City. Yep, and do I heard you, they made an offer to Marcus Williams too, and and, and they got and, outbid. So, so the question I think we have to ask here is, when does the Honey Badger sign? As an eagle, because he's he's already an eagle in my mind. As of as of eight o'clock this morning, when I saw we missed out on Reed, I texted you and I said, "Tyron Matthew is an eagle." And then I thought for a second that you may take that seriously, 
So I had to say, source my demented brain. So I think it could happen. I think, you know, they're they're making plays at safety. They're going after safeties. And I think he's a he's a good option at safety because he's he's relatively young and he's shown that he's a, a, a solid player in the league. I I may I, I guess I'm wrong. I thought he got signed today. Uh I, I heard someone was close, but I think they said that uh the Raiders were close, but I haven't seen okay. anything announced yet. I mean, listen, sign me up for that. Yeah, seriously. You know, I, I got no problem with that. He's, what, 30, 29? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm, I'm definitely into it. We Obviously, it's a position of need. Um, I don't know. I gotta, I'll, I'll be honest. Outside of Hamilton, I don't really know what the safety, safety draft looks like. There's not a ton of talent out there. I mean, I'm sure there's players. You're, you're, you're always going to find people in the later rounds. But I personally... Uh, Am, am all in on this idea. Uh, Tom Pedersen, the, the dude we always talk about, uh, Breaking My the Birds, boy. he posted today about an hour ago, for for the price, assuming they're both going to go for like $15 million, $14 million a year, would you rather sign Allen Robinson with that money or Tyron Matthew? Tyron Matthew. Yeah, Tyron Matthew, and I, I'm not thinking twice about it. Yeah, but well, only because, but like that would lead me to believe that they're going to yeah. spend assets this yeah. year on a wide receiver. Yeah, like in the draft. Yeah, I, I agree. That and that and that's kind of what I'm I'm going from, like, wanting to go after these players in uh, free agency. Allen Robinson, and I obviously, we had talked about. Uh, I've kind of changed my mind about it a little bit, thinking that. You know, this team is not in a position just yet to to be like Super Bowl contender. But in two years, if you have Traylon Burks and and uh, Devonta Smith now a third year and a second year receiver, you know, got sixteen starts, thirty two starts underneath their their belt or you know whatever it is with the extra game, I think that receiving core has the potential to be like dynamite good, especially with Bryce Young throwing them. Right, or, you know, Jalen Hurts figures out how to play quarterback or something. We'll, we'll have to see. Uh, but, again, this will be kind of like to wrap everything up after talking about other things that have gone on in the league. You know, obviously we touched on players that they were looking for. Uh, Eagles were connected to Russ. We haven't talked uh, to the listeners since then. Uh, I think Denver made away like bandits in that trade. And I've heard people talk about, like, if you put the same players from the Eagles in there, now that it's, like, a couple weeks removed, I would have done it. And he didn't want to be here. So, you know, it's kind of a moot point. But I think just looking at, like, Super Bowl odds for the Broncos skyrocket when you get Russ, it just that's just the importance of that, that position. And I just think Denver is, a, Denver is a team that's in a better position than the Eagles are right now, despite, you know, last year's record. They're... they're their roster can win with a good quarterback, and the dent that it put in their roster would is less significant than it would be for us. I think the same value would count. It would be like force multiplied for the Eagles yeah. because Noah Font, while a very good player, is not a piece of that offense that has to exist for them to be good. Yeah. Dallas Goddard would be like taking one of our arms yeah. at this point. Yeah, you know, uh, you know who else? Who else went? It was Shelby Harris, who I don't know much about. We're gonna we're gonna equate him to Josh Sweat. I don't want right. to say he's Hargrave, but you know, losing Sweat, Harris, Hurts, you know, two second round picks, two, two first. first round picks, or whatever, like that, we would be 
our defense would be in shambles. Yeah, for I, sure. You would just have to hope that that, and I don't think I don't think the Eagles would give up Goddard because they have that like contract. You would think like another pick would be thrown in or something like that. But uh, you know, now that you know, going through that, and then looking at other teams in the division, you know, trying to run through news as and and get to the point here for me, the Cowboys just traded away Amari Cooper to free up space, and I think that space was freed up to get Randy Gregory on their team. And he said, fuck you guys, I'm going to Denver. Which, if you're an Eagles fan, if that didn't make your dick hard today, it was it was an immaculate feeling. I was like, that's so good. This team is literally falling apart in front of my eyes. Uh, Amari Cooper is calling uh, Dak Prescott Black Kirk Cousins, which is hilarious. They're <laughs> trading away a 28-year-old receiver and signing Michael Gallup after an ACL injury. They lose out, lost out on Cedric Wilson. And they're shopping Lydell Collins, who's 28 years old. The Eagles are winning free agency by not doing anything. Like, even without the Reddick signing, they have, like, one of the best off-seasons in the NFC East because they just aren't making dumb decisions. Yeah. So it's good to see other teams kind of falter. And, and I think getting excited for uh, free agency is, like, natural as, like, a sports fan. But when you step back and you kind of think about it from, like, a, a team-building aspect— you can only like accent your team with free agency. You need to build through the draft. So I'm happy that the Eagles are getting young talent and paying up for it in Reddick, but they're not overpaying for guys like Kirk, who I don't think is like a game changer when this team will be really competing maybe in a year or two, like Super Bowl level competition. And, you know, DJ Chark, while he's good, it was only a one year deal. So you weren't locking up talent for a long time. You were stuck to a year or you would have to add on more years and overpay. Mm. Um, Justin Reed, I think, was a good safety, but I think you you know if you can luck into one of these other safeties that are available, uh, or or even you know bring back McCloyd and and make a make a run at a, a safety in the draft, maybe in a later pick, uh, I'm all in on that. So I think everything that the Eagles are doing and not doing right now, in my eyes, for free agency has been you know I'm giving them like a solid A minus. Like I'm I'm very happy with everything that's going on so far. I don't know if I'm ready to put a letter grade on it. Ask me in a few days. Yeah, like you know, I'm assuming that they'll make a couple ads. Uh, but are I you don't interested th- in Landry, by the way? While we're talking about, because he he was caught yesterday. Yeah, I um, think he's a good fit for what. Like, I think he would be a good receiver for Jalen Hurts. I think it would be good for his development. I think he's a like he's a savvy route runner who gets open. Uh, and it's kind of what this team kind of was missing on third down, where it's like, uh, you know, and you're assuming Smith is going to take a step forward, but just a guy who you can kind of count on to to get those like you need you need a, a seven yard first down third and seven. I think Jarvis Landry's good enough, and he, it's when Baker Mayfield looked his best, it was when he was throwing to Jarvis Landry. So if if you can make Baker Mayfield look like a competent quarterback with your wide receiver play. I would think that you could do the same for for Jalen Hurts, which I think would be a good plus. And I think it would be a discount compared to like maybe like who has similar skill sets uh, at this time, like Allen Robinson. But I think you're going to pay way more for Robinson than you would for like Jarvis Landry. So yes, you. Would. So yeah, no. Oh, oh, yes. Long story short, yes, I would. I would take him in a heartbeat. Would you would you pay him the money that they weren't willing to pay DJ Chark? Ten million dollars. Because I mean, because like, I'm I'm only saying that because like you're like Jarvis Lynch is not signing a contract for 
eight million. Yeah, in twenty twenty two, it's just not happening. If you're if you're the Eagles, and if I'm Howie Roseman, I'm making a push at all the like defensive. I'm going for a safety with that money before before because I I just think that wide receiver talent is is there uh, in the draft, and I, if you don't have a say. If you don't spend that money on Jarvis Landry, who's a little older, or uh, Allen Robinson, who's a little older, you can go get a, a relatively young safety, have that player locked up, have your defense taking a major step forward before you even draft, where you assume another player or two is going to be picked on that side of the ball, and you can really turn around this team. And, you know, I'd rather draft a Traylon Burks or, or use a second-round pick and have somebody who falls there a talented wide receiver, and then you run out with you know a really young receiving core, but I think I'd be happy with it. Okay. I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that. Assu- you know, it's it's all based on the, a kind of a, an assumption, uh, best-case scenario, Jalen Hurts takes a step forward as a passer, and he can complete these passes to these young receivers. Uh, but if, if, if nothing changes from the player that he was last year, which I don't think will be the case, but if you're going to have to run a similar offense, receiver's not as a big of a priority to what this team will be doing again next year to to spend big money on it. It would be like, okay, this this failed last year. Now you have same you have more cap space opening up, uh, and you could sign a receiver, or you have another year of this receiver. Like I'm almost punting on the idea of wide receiver two as like an immediate need because I need to see like Jalen Hurts become a better passer to need a wide receiver too, especially when wide receiver two in this in this offense is going to be the third option behind Dallas Goddard and Devontae Smith. And hopefully I'd like to see more passes to the running back this year. So I would I would almost hope that our, our wide receiver two is like the third option behind Miles Sanders and uh, uh, Dallas Goddard and Devontae Smith, which, you know, unlikely, but I would, I would enjoy that. Yeah. Uh... <sighs> I gotta tell you, I got a feeling that Miles Sanders is not long for the green jersey. I don't think we're gonna yeah, resign him. He needs to have an amazing year to 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 kind of warrant being resigned. I almost never think that a running back warrants resigning yeah. after their rookie deal. I've you know I've always I've always said draft quarter uh, draft running backs early if you like them. Mm-hmm. You know I don't think anybody blinks at Najee Harris getting drafted early. You know even if you go further back, you know Todd Gurley was drafted super high, Ezekiel Elliott was drafted super high. These are all guys that. You know, are productive and were productive, and then after they got that contract, don't pay. Gurley's knees fell off. Uh, Zeke just looked like he stopped caring. Yeah, he's why he's running back two on his own team. They just they just don't call it that, right? So, you know, just don't just don't pay them. Now, Miles doesn't have a ton of miles on him, <laughs> but that's that's partially because he deals with some you know nagging, never super serious, but some nagging injuries. Mm-hmm. Um. I I could see the Eagles drafting a running back like in the second round this year. That wouldn't sh- that wouldn't surprise me at all. No, I don't I don't think it would be a surprise. And I would almost go as far as to say if you don't sign, if you let Boston Scott walk, which it looks like they they are not tendering, they him, didn't so. tender him. Jordan Howard's going to be there come middle of summer. So if you want him, you can get him and probably bring him in on a veteran middle, minimum. So if if you can spend the resource, maybe in the second or third round. I don't see why it's a, you know it's a good idea in my opinion. Damn, I would go as far as to say I would like that. Yeah, I, I, like I hate to do it because I like Sanders a lot, but I want I like I just keep waiting for him to like. I yeah I want, I think he's got all the talent to be like a a top ten back in the league, 
and it seems like there's plays where it's like, oh my god, that's the that's the guy. And then and then I feel like a fool because I like week after week I'm like, oh man, he's good. He just doesn't get used enough. Blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And then the team runs for 250 yards a week, and he still doesn't look very impressive or as impressive as I feel like he should. And I'm like, what the what the fuck? Yeah, they they could have put and, and because of if it's as as successful as it was, which is probably not uh, like they were the number one running team in the league. Uh, if it's that successful again, I mean, you could see that it was plug and play. Any guy you put in there was going to be successful. So especially if you get like a young running back with juice out of the draft, you know, Sanders could very well be looking, you know, down taking a discount to stay in Philly or not getting many offers elsewhere if he if he doesn't show out this year. It's one of the only times the eye test has failed me. Yeah, it feels yeah. like a big a big eye test mirage to me. Yeah, yeah, and and it's not like. Even his stats, though, it's like it's just there's just something that's missing there, like that. I just I I don't know what it is, and maybe it comes all together this year, but it's not typical that it happens. Like usually, running backs, it's like you know it. Like Najee Harris is a great running back, and there's no real question about it. But it's it's not really the same way with uh with Miles, or at least like he's not where I think he would have been when I saw him play early on. I feel like Dexter in the meme. Where he's like opening up his locker, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Please stunt on these hoes." Like I'm like, "Please, like just make me right. Like rub their fucking nose in it." And like, where where's it at? Yeah, this like, is. Let's go. Welcome, welcome to my life. This, well, this is the, welcome yeah. to 17 weeks of my life last year. Well, you did that one to yourself. I don't know. What to tell yeah, you. I'm I'm happy with it. I'm, <laughs> I I enjoyed it. That that Denver game, I was nutted in the stands. <laughs> it was fantastic. It, like when it when it works out, it's it's so good. But you know, we'll we'll have to see. I'm I'm cautiously again optimistic. I'm I'm talking myself into it. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna step forward. Again, I just it's it's really to me it's not a question of if he will improve because he's improved every single year. It's just how much more can he, yes, like statistically he's improved as a player every single year since his freshman year in college. Which yes, you're supposed to improve throughout college, but he took a ten percent completion percentage jump this year. What? How can he take another ten percent completion percentage jump? Because he went from fifty to sixty. So if he throws seventy percent next year, I'll I'll jump on the train with you. Yeah, get on. Uh, speaking of speaking of players that uh, I stayed on the train for too long, and because uh, the train crashed into a wall, I became uh, a vindictive man. The last free agency uh, signing you want we should probably talk about is uh, it's not free agency it was a trade. Trade. Yeah. Uh, the Colts uh, traded the Commanders uh, Wentz for two thirds, one of which can become a second if Wentz plays seventy percent of Washington snaps. Uh, what what the fuck are the Commanders doing? I I don't understand what either team in that situation is doing. I don't think the Colts are a better team today than they were pre-trade. Yeah, not with Sam Engler and who I don't know who their second quarterback is. I don't know either. Soon to be Jimmy G, I would imagine. They tried to reach out for Deshaun Watson and were denied because Houston said, "Why would I do? (laughs) (laughs) What are you nuts?" Um, You know, I I just think you know. Here's the thing, man. We talked about it before. Carson Wentz, he must be a cunt. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he's he something's about him. The fact that the, the the Darren Sproles news, I don't know how much of it's true because it's uh, that I don't even want to. I it's not because I don't remember his name. It's because I'm not giving him the credit. I remember his name. 
asshole writer for Philadelphia. But I mean, he's he's come out multiple times and like dropped like at the time when it was like 2018. I was like, this is a smear piece on my quarterback. And then there was another one. And then there was another one. And now Darren Sproles was fighting him in the locker room because he was upset that his knee exploded and they were doing well anyway. Which, like, if any of that is remotely true, like, this dude, the dude is, uh, like, stinks. He stinks as a person. Yeah, I, I think I'm coming around to the fact that he must just be a twat. Right. Because- There's no other explanation. I stand, I stand by my take on his play. Yeah. And the fact that he got a raw deal for those years where he was hurt and was still playing better than people. Like, I remember watching him play, and, and like, everybody was like, no, like, He's playing well, but the team's letting him down. Mm. He's playing well, but the team's like, he's playing with a broken. And then like now, everybody's like, I always knew he sucked. Like stop, okay? He must be a twat. Yeah, I think I think somewhere like somewhere along the lines, I think the concussion took a bigger toll than people give credit for. But like you can be a twat when you're 2017 Carson Wentz. You can be a twat. When you're 2018 and 19, Carson Wentz, and you get that big contract. You can't be a twat when you're 2020, Carson Wentz. 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 Carson Wentz. You you can't be a twat then because it got you shipped out of town. And then you can't be a twat when you get put in a situation that you clamored for and fans of you clamored for, and you still act it in a way that I would say – you know, you've you've pointed to the stats. You know, the on paper they they weren't they weren't bad. Like he wasn't like an elite quarterback, but no, but, but they he was so hated by the owner. Yes, and he was so just like the team. And, and you know, I I don't I don't really care. Uh, you know, I I try not to get into like vaccine talks on this because it's polarizing, even though it shouldn't be. But. He must have turned so many people off because of the the non-vaccination thing and then not being able to practice the week leading up to Jacksonville and then not looking great in that Jacksonville game where if you win, you're in the playoffs. And that team had beaten most of the teams that they were going to have to play in the first round of the playoffs. Like that team... And and if you think about it from the perspective of like we, I think a lot of their big wins were almost in spite of Wentz in in terms of like it was Jonathan Taylor and this offensive line and timely turnovers and like and just to have that sucked out of you by someone who's who who's so self centered to not take a, a vaccine whether you feel one way or the other about it, it's just he's a twat and now he's going to a perfect place to be a twat in because your owner's a twat, so I think that they'll they'll meld there. And there's a part of my broken brain that I think I was hidden away, <laughs> and I can't believe I'm saying this, uh, that I've, like, blocked out, and I'm like, I hate him, I hate him, I hate him. But there's, like, a secret part of me that's, like, whispering in the back of my ear like this. Uh, Terry McLaurin's pretty fucking good. <laughs> Antonio Gibson's pretty fucking good. Uh, Curtis Samuel, he didn't get a lot of It's not. Year. It's not a bad roster. It's not a bad team. Yeah, like, imagine if it all you. comes back together. He's not a bad quarterback. He's not. He, he's not a bit. He's. Well, I he think is, you have to take in. He's not what he was. He's. He's a middle of the road quarterback. He is somewhere in Kirk Cousins area now. Wow, that's that, that's generous. Um, I'm. I'm. I'm totally. I think you have to take into account the other stuff. I think if you look at his play, he's like he's an upgrade over Henneke or Heineke, yeah. but 
does all the bullshit that comes with him, it doesn't seem like it's going to change. I'm only talking about his play. Yeah. I'm only talking about the – I'm, I'm talking think, about what he puts on the field, which is at times, even still at times, he can make spectacular plays. At times, he looks fucking awful. He has issues with clutch nowadays. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I think he's a middle-of-the-road quarterback. I think he's better than a lot of quarterbacks in this league. I don't think he's sniffing elite anymore. Mm-hmm. So – and that going back to the Colts thing is why I'm convinced he must be the worst because look at the quarterback market right now. They, they have no they they don't have a quarterback. They have no quarterback, and I don't know what they're like. Like Mitch Trubisky just signed, like and is going to potentially start at at Pittsburgh. I think they're going to draft somebody, but he's probably going to start the year. Mitch Trubisky is going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL in 2022, yeah. which like. There, there's another one. He'll, he'll, he'll live off of that uh, Matt Nagy for a year now. Like, oh well, he didn't really have a good offensive coordinator, and he had that good rookie year. Like, there's going to be people who talk themselves into Mitch Trubisky, which is insane to me. And there's people in in Washington that I think will talk themselves into. Uh, and I say this as like a guy who's talking himself into Jalen Hurts, so it's so crazy. It's like we are all sick. We're all sickos. Like we're all sick in a different way. It, there are there are haves and have-nots in the world, and you have like a super amazing. It's like their drop off at quarterback skill, like that gray area to me is like like the cars and the cousins and the you know those guys. Those don't do anything for me, and it's like the top of the top, and then it's everything else, and it's like. People are there's just not enough QB talent in the league, and there's not like an infusion of it coming no. with these with these quarterbacks. I mean, maybe one's a hit, but you don't I mean, know. The last few years, honestly, going back, going you know, if you go back, you know, there's been a couple guys, obviously like Mahomes, Herbert, mm-hmm. Allen, but like you know the Goffs and the Wentzes, yeah, and the Mariotas going back a little oh, further, James and the Jameses and the Trubinskys. He's going to be a starter somewhere. Jameis Winston I hope should so. be. I was really like here for the Jameis Winston revenge tour last year, mm-hmm. and then that he did okay until he, until his knee went. Yeah, maybe that's where he goes. Maybe he's a Colt. But it does seem like there's been a lot of disappointments. At, yeah. Uh, quarterback, it's because it's, it's, it's the most important position in the world, and it's the hardest position to play. So no, it's no surprise that it's you know very difficult. Uh, but yeah, I I don't know I don't know where. Do you think that the Washington Commanders are now like as of last year? It was Dallas Eagles, Washington, big gap in in the New York in terms of like teams. What do you do? You think like as it currently stands, knowing that the Eagles are going to pick three first first round players or at least two or. You know they're going to have a first round talent brought in, and you know more draft capital. But do you think that Wentz signing uh, anything? I think the Cowboys are going to take a step back next year. I don't think they're going to be the same team. I still think they are the team to beat in the division, and it gets hairy with the Eagles and Washington. And then I think Giants are still bottom dwellers. I don't think anything's going to change. Yeah, uh, Giants are a mess, and and they've still got to be a coach. And you know I don't know what they're going to do, but um. I think I think that the, the Eagles. I think we're going to see more of the same. I think we're going to see a very similar year to last year. I I still think you know the quarterback's going to have at least remnants of the issues that he had this past mm-hmm. year. Maybe he improves a little bit, but I think we will be an offense that looks like it's struggling a little bit to find its identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think we'll probably be just due to the fact that it's the NFC East. I don't think we win. Uh, I do think 
the Cowboys take a step back. And I'm not saying this because of like any Wentz fandom or anything, but I think Washington's got a shot to win the division this year. Last year, they were like funky. They have a real they have a genuinely a really good roster. On paper, their defense is good. They should have been better than they were last year, but there was some dysfunction going on. Offensively, their quarterback was Taylor Heineke, but they have plenty of weapons over there. Mm-hmm. A decent, a good enough offensive line. I mean, they should be able to win some games. And I have I don't know what their schedule is, but just from a roster perspective, I think they're probably the strongest on paper now that the Cowboys have had such a rough off season. Yeah, I I think I can I can talk myself into any of those three teams being the the favorite to win the NFC. I think the I think it's not about Wentz when it comes to Washington. I think it's that defense isn't sticky and they have Chase Young and they have a really really talented defensive line across the board. I think like three first round picks and they're yeah. all super talented. So I think if that's team, if that unit goes back to like 2020s talent level, then, you know, I think they will, they could, they could uh, lead Washington to two more wins, maybe three more wins. I think that step forward would mean more in terms of the win column than like Carson Wentz. I think he'll win you some game. He'll lose you some games. Maybe pro- I think his number, like when I compare him to Heineke, one to two more wins, maybe just depending on what whatever is going on on the team. But like that defense can really step and, and play into their talent level. Then they're they're probably scarier to me than than even Dallas because I just. Something's up there, man. I can't believe that that I, that's got to be such a kick in the balls to have Randy Gregory. They're leave. they're an insanely poorly managed team. Yeah, no one. I mean, and and trading Cooper so you could sign Gallup coming on. And I I don't think that's a bad decision, but I don't. Uh, it's just something's something's not going on. It doesn't make much sense out there. And then the Giants. I haven't heard anything about them, so I just assume they're. They resigned. They're going to have two top ten picks, so good for them. If I'm sure they'll fuck them up. I hope they do. <laughs> um, but that, that's probably a, a solid segue into the mock madness world that uh, we'll be talking from. So, uh, Eric, I don't know if you posted that, but we had originally like looked at like 16 players. Uh, we're not going to do that we're, we're going to wheedle it down here it's going to be like a selection sunday we're going to run through the big boards uh online uh and i'm just going to run if if i disagree or want to slam the table for anybody i will but if we want to have them on the top eight we'll run through these players have eight players and then uh we'll we'll make a determination on how to seat them and then we'll we'll start talking from them uh and getting everybody fired up for the draft uh and uh because- I missed the soundboards because I couldn't. He- I couldn't hear it on Discord. Believe it or not, really? So I ju- yeah, I have. I had no idea what sounds were playing. Like I could half hear the songs. Oh, that's not right. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna run through this here, and then uh, I'll let you know if we hit eight, and then we can we can talk through a couple more players if we have to. Uh, if you want to slam the table for him, so number one, yeah, give me the fucking god. I just wanted to slam the table. So Adian Hutchison and. Uh, uh, edge rusher out of Michigan, uh, and I'm also going to just group him with Kayvon Thibodeau. I think those are your first two picks of the draft, or t- you know, they're top five guys. I don't think we're going to, yeah, we're, we're not, not going to sniff those. We're guys. not going to put them in there now. Uh, again, there's some tackles. Uh, Evan Neal, Akeem Akuno, 
uh, Charles Cross from Mississippi State, uh, a, another handful of players that I I just don't see the they're going to go they're going to go high, and I don't think the like if they fall to the Eagles, then you'll know that we should pick them because why the hell did they fall to fifteen? Um, but the first player that I'm curious to see if you think the Eagles have any chance of getting number two on PFF's big board. Safety Kyle Hamilton. Do you think there's any chance in hell the Eagles can even sniff the guy? I think he's gone before we get there. Maybe if he falls into the 10 to 12 range, you can trade up. Mm -hmm. But I don't see that happening. If he's there, we have to pick him. Yeah. Maybe you don't make a trade up, but if he's there, you have to take him. Yeah. I think that's that's another thing. These players are unlikely to be available for the Eagles. And if they are, they would literally fart on the entire bracket it would not be fun to like it's not close yeah it's it, that's why we left like last year there was a lot of people we left out like we didn't even put uh we didn't we didn't have uh, trevor lawrence trevor lawrence in there or anything because like what would have been the point of even having the conversation right, he's going like, you, one. you're going to take the generational quarterback but it wouldn't have been fun so who else you got so here's here's one he's number three on pff's big board but i don't think he gets drafted that high i think he's worth talking about and there's a couple other players that Play the same position as him that we will also want to talk about. Stingley? And Derek Stingley. I know it's going to be Stingley. Yeah. Another guy who I know everybody loves Gardner, and I've seen a lot of Gardner mocks to us and a lot of McDuffie mocks to us. Um, I think Stingley is the best corner in the draft. I love I love Ahmad Gardner, don't get me wrong. But I, I think Stingley, if I had to choose 1A, 1B, it would be Stingley would be the guy. There's a very little chance he ends up um, – available to us and with Gardner possibly going four five six picks later I think value for money yeah you know even if you got to trade up what you have to give up to get Gardner uh is a lot less than what you got to give up to get Stingley probably and you know when I when I think about the value the drop-off's not so significant and so I would rather go up for Gardner yeah so so, what so no I'm, no chance that Stingley's there, I don't think. Okay, so so I'm gonna type in our first two people then here, uh, getting because we're we're I'm actually hitting these next two guys next anyway. McDuffie and Gardner, I think that should both be belong our, in the bracket. Both belong yeah. in the black bracket, and I think those. Oh God, we're canceled. <laughs> uh, if, if we got past licking pussy kicking ass I think we'll be alright yeah yeah, we'll be fine uh, so I think those two and I think it would be nice to have them face off against each other in the first round because uh, I, I don't you know I like putting position players together so makes a lot of sense I call I call uh, Gardner fuck alright well you can pick whoever you want on the next one okay so the next player and I definitely think he'll he'll be there and I think it's a, a player that I'd like to talk about uh uh, edge rusher George Carl uh, Afetis from Purdue. I think he'll be there, and I think he should uh, be talked about. Uh, and I think his opponent, uh, and let me see if we're we're on the same page here, his opponent, defensive end, should be... Uh, ooh, do you think Trayvon Walker is going to be around? Because I'm thinking, like... Because you got Trayvon Walker... Kind of do, and I... I... I like him, and I want him in the bracket. Okay, so I'll I'll put Trayvon Walker in there, and uh, that gets us to four. Uh, there's a there's a couple players that I'll I'll come back to. Um, that's that's two 
edge rushers, two uh, defensive ends, five and six. I think we have to have uh, for the sake of you know what we've been talking about for over a year now. Devin Lloyd and Nicobe Dean, I think both should be talked about uh, on on their on our uh, bracket. And then we have two players left. We may we may have to expand this because I'm already in love with most most of these players. So uh, left on my original like board that I put together, mm-hmm. I still have Burks, Ojabo, Williams, Drake London, uh, Tyler Linderbaum. We haven't talked about Chris Olave. We haven't talked about Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis is uh, defensive uh, interior defensive player who, yeah, I love him. Yeah. yeah. So there are a lot of people that are worth a conversation. I'm okay with shaving Drake London off the list uh, because he went to USC Mm -hmm. and because he reminds me of, um, like, all the worst parts of Nelson Aguilar and J.J. Arcega-Whiteside put together. Well, it's it's where he plays in in his name. Drake London just doesn't sound like a good receiver. And I could be wrong. Uh, So how about about this? How about we have one of our our first games – uh, like discussion wise, we do a little more open forum style and pick our favorite defensive lineman because I don't think the Eagles are going to pick two defensive linemen. So we can go through like the defensive lineman on our next show, run through the five guys or four guys, and then pick one. Then we'll have a show around McDuffie and Gardner, Lloyd and Dean, and then for our uh, purposes of this, I will be willing to talk about. I I lean. To talk about uh, the, uh, let me see here. Who do I have in my notes? Traylon Burks, I'm pretty horny for. And I would talk about Traylon Burks versus uh, Linderblom, if you're, if you're interested in that, as another matchup. Or we could do like another triple threat where it's Linderblom versus uh, Traylon Burks versus Jamison Williams. Or we can knock Linderblom out. And I know a lot of people will probably say, like, what the hell are you doing? I know it's an Eagles pick. But I'm I'm more and more content with the way that this offensive line looks right now. And I think that the step up that you'll get from, say, drafting a, a Burks or drafting uh Jameson Williams at wide receiver, like that jump that you'll have at wide receiver two is so much more than 2023's jump from I know you're gonna take a step back assuming Kelsey retires, but Salamalu or Dickerson, they could play center and they could play center well. And I, I think that the the defense the offensive line, maybe you pick an interior guy in the second round and, and you don't spend that expensive draft pack capital on a center, which you t- you typically don't see anyway. I am gonna agree that we should take Linderbaum off of the March Mock Madness for one reason and one reason only. It's not sexy. It's not because I don't want him. I want him. I think he's gonna be a very good player. I'm interested in him. Uh, it is not fun to talk about centers, and if yeah. I have to, if I have to try to convince a, yeah. a, an audience of podcast <laughs> listeners that they should take the center, you, you got to show Linderbaum. Like <laughs> right? Look at how he snaps his ball, and then next thing you know, you yeah. start you start Traylon Burks just doing a gritty in the end zone. Yeah, like like oh, come, it's it's not fun. Like it's I don't want to be, and I know I'm going to have to be on that side of the argument. I don't want to put myself through that. So so okay, we'll take him off, and we'll have like a, a real wide receiver head to head. So you're thinking Jamison Williams and Traylon Burks, which I, in my opinion, is is the most interesting matchup here because I think they're both a step over Drake London. 
Um, Chris Olave, a lot of people like. I think he's maybe just doesn't fit the mold of what I want the Eagles to go get. Yeah, that could that could be the case. Uh, did you did you touch on uh, Garrett Wilson as well from Ohio State? Uh, I did not bring Garrett Wilson up. Okay, so he's another, and then Olave's in there too. So there's a, I mean, there's so much talent in this draft. There's a this lot. Dr- the only dr- thing is, there's a lot deep. of wide receivers in yeah. this draft, and like even in the second round, like there's there's going to be wide receivers there that you can get. So that might be down the line, like as we get into like the final rounds. Yeah, you there's know? a there's a receiver uh, named Sky Moore from Western Michigan, and. If, if you don't think that's a that's a great name, there's always like a consolation prize for the best name. George Pickens, that's no, not going. No. Jalen Tolbert, no. Justin Ross with a Y, Christian Watson, and Alec Pierce. So, oh wait, hold on. No, that's not it. I thought that was Calvin Austin the third. Romeo Dubes. Oh, that one's good. <laughs> that's a good one. David Bell, Wandell Robinson, Kyle Phillips. Okay. Anyway, oh, wait, what was that last one? Wandell Phillips. It's it's not Randall Phillips. It's Wandel, W A N. But wait, is it really Wobinson? You said Wandel Wobinson. No, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, you no, did. I didn't. I didn't, say, I didn't say that at all. <laughs> anyway, uh, so so our final. The funny, the you know, the really hilarious part about this is we're like, yeah, you know, like we're we're gonna pick this guy because you know we can get a wide receiver in the second round. There's two more picks in the first round. Yeah, yeah. So there's going to be there's there's there, that's the fun part about talking about it is like you can live in a situation where the Eagles end up like let let me just run a couple of these by you real quick. Uh, oh, we didn't even talk about Jermaine Johnson, but I don't think he's going to be there. But what a freak! Uh, I see like Devin Lord, uh, Ojabo, and Trent McDuffie. I've seen Stingley, Ojabo, and Devin Lloyd. Like there's some combinations where like I'm the more time that passes uh the more i'm convinced they're going to use all three picks and i'm going to love every single one of them so i'm i'm ready to be hurt at this point i am i am going to resign myself to the fact in my brain even though it's not reality that the eagles just have one pick and then when we get there that day like i'm going to be so excited for our pick be like, yeah, and then like two picks later, they're gonna be like, the Eagles are on the clock again, and I'm just gonna be like, what? This is amazing! I can't. This is incredible. It's just all gonna be gravy. It's just all gonna be a bonus for me, so that I can have the time of my fucking life. The day. Oh, wait a minute. What's the day of the draft? The day before your bachelor party. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna get ugly. <laughs> oh no! I'm gonna get really ignorant. Uh. Oh, did you uh I guess we, we, we obviously don't have any of these in here. Uh no quarterback interests you in the draft, right? You're you're I know you I know you're not a Jalen Hurts guy, but uh I think given the quarterback market, given the quarter like I, I don't see a quarterback I want anymore after Russ, and I don't see a quarterback in the draft that I'm really I wouldn't want to use the pick on it. I'd rather wait a year and see what we can get. But maybe maybe that's just me being uh, overly optimistic. Um, I don't know if I would say nobody interests me, like, at all. Mm -hmm. I am not in love with anybody. We've talked a lot about Kenny Pickett here, uh, despite his small hands. Such small hands. He does look, you know, like the, the, the best guy, I guess. Um, I feel like a big, fat fucking hypocrite to say, like, I'm a little bit interested in Malik Willis, because it's all the same weaknesses as Jalen Hurts. Um, 
I would say I'm interested to see what Malik Willis's career turns into, and I, I don't necessarily know if I'd like to see it play out here. Okay. I think is probably the best way to say that. I'm inter- yeah, like in the same way that I was interested in Justin Fields, the player, but I, I actually at one point was like thinking about it, like, ooh, that kind of does sound nice, uh, but ultimately decided against it. Uh, I, I'm interested to see his career path because I think in the same way, I think he's got a shot to be something special, uh, but there's you know there's there's a lot of hurdles he'll have to clear to get there. Uh, another guy I was I was kind of starting to kind of look into and this would be you know probably not a first round pick but Desmond Ritter yeah that uh, quarterback from Nevada right no Nevada is Carson Strong Carson Strong who who also actually is a little bit there's interesting. some there's some interesting quarterbacks in like the second round that may be uh that I wouldn't mind you know why not right because what if you don't have the capital what if you know Ritter's the dude from Cincy Cincy by the yeah. way um and I think he's I think he's a little interesting he's Big. I think he's like six three, uh, strong four five speed. You know, likes to throw from the pocket. So that's an interesting guy to me too. I think if you're not fully sold uh, on Hertz, and maybe you do trade away. <clears throat> excuse me. Maybe you do trade away Gardner Minshew because there's been some some talk about that. You know, maybe maybe you look for a day two quarterback. I don't know. Those are guys that I'm that I'm just I'm at, at the very least I'm interested to see what happens with their careers. Yeah. Um. I, I don't think I would I would be upset if they ended up drafting Ritter, but I don't want it in the first round, obviously. Okay. So so I think I think that just about takes us to a point where we can we can wrap this up and, and we'll get into the bracket next next week. But one thing I think is uh, uh kind of neat that I want to do moving forward. Um. Gun to your head, and I'm going to ask you this like every week or every other week that we do this. Go ahead. You can only come out of the draft with one player. Who is that right now? And then I'm, I'm interested to see if that shifts as you you know we we do we we study uh, tape and and read about players and fall in love with them like we did last year. And this is this has to be a player that's like on this board that we think is going to be within reach, or just anybody I want. Give me give me your favorite player in the entire draft, and then give me the player that you think the Eagles can get and you have, like, available, like, realistically available. Like, don't say Thibodeau, but... Uh, okay. You, you know what I mean? Gun to my head, my favorite player is either Thibodeau or Stingley. Thibodeau or Stingley. Okay. And... Oh, Does that injury scare you at all? A little bit. Yeah. And and also Hamilton. It's hard to pick between those three. Oh, Hamilton, yeah. He's a freak. He's my favorite, I think. I would say that would be my answer. Hamilton. I think I would lean Thibodeau one, Hamilton two, maybe yeah. before Stingley, because I think Hamilton is like an unbelievably good generational talent who, unfortunately, plays safety. Yeah, right. You it's, know what I mean? Like, is the best safety worth worth like the fifth best? Uh, it, same conversation we had about linebacker a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Defense has kind of shifted to ends and corners as opposed to linebackers and safeties like it was like 10 or 12 years ago. So Thibodeau would be my pick. Uh, and as far as like, you know, who I think we could really get, I would be most excited if we found a way to get um, Ahmad Gardner. Ahmad Gardner? Yeah, because I feel like that, like of everybody we've talked about, if that was the one pick we got, I would feel like we got a great value at 15. Yeah, yeah, I, I can, I can definitely respect that pick and support it. Um, I think right now, after seeing what he did at the combine, 
I'm I'm of the opinion that uh, Jordan Davis is my guy right now. If the, if he falls to like fifteen, sixteen, because I think that that hype is going to pick up steam. But uh, yeah, Jordan Davis right now. But we'll we'll see where I'm at. Maybe in a maybe in a couple weeks. And That's don't forget I'm, too, we're talking about guys falling or not falling. But you know it like I know it. Every year, like clockwork, the the Sam Howells and the Malik Willises and and, and the Carson Strongs they climb up the board. Yeah. People are clamoring, even if even if they're not convinced, year after year after year. And so you know, a couple of these guys may get pushed back to us. Yeah, my one thing I was listening to a podcast. I I don't remember what it was because I was like binge listening to draft podcasts because I'm a sicko. Uh, someone was talking about projecting draft picks and it's like it's not hard to pick the the like normal picks it's like trying to be able to predict who's going to do something fucking stupid like who's going to who's going to over like like last year or 2 years ago it was the raiders who overdrafted that offensive lineman like who who's going to push a player up to such a level that someone's going to get a stud that you never thought was going to be there like how how it always gonna, happens yeah, yeah like like how, like what was last year? Someone went Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony was crazy. That was nuts. And then the not that it was crazy, crazy, but I didn't think many people had Sertain being not available for Dallas. I think most people thought, but he went to uh, Denver, Denver, Denver and, yeah. and Carolina picked uh, J.C. Horn. J.C. Horn. So you know it's 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 weird like that. So I'm excited for that. That's going to be the best part. I'm excited for our live stream. One of one of my favorite events of the year. Yeah, we may do that live, like live, live too. Really? Where, yeah. where are you thinking? Uh, we could always double back to tap room. They were like really stoked to have us the last time. Or uh, we've had some conversations with a couple other places. I don't know if we're led to name drop. I got to check with Cecily on that one. Yes, yeah, our, 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 we're not going to tell you guys anything, but uh, we got big things popping. And also, <laughs> don't don't tell me them because I usually don't know what's going on until like the week before. <laughs> All right, yeah, we're going there. All right, cool. I'm fine with that. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm into that. Also, uh, if we do it in my house and you know we get the pick we want, Panvini's there starts slamming pots and pans. We lose all our followers because he says something stupid. It'll be great. Maybe maybe we should do it at a bar. Bar sounds good. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I've uh during this conversation I've mock drafted three times, so it's happening. How 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 do they play uh, out? Uh, I keep getting George Kalafalis, and now I just picked George Kalafakis. And I'm back to back, and I have a choice between Linderblom, Drake London, Devin Lloyd, Chris Olave, Jameson Williams, Traylon Burks, Trent McDuffie, and Nicobe Dean. So what I'm going to do right here, after taking an end, I'm going to go ahead and, and lock up Traylon Burks, and then see what I can get here waiting for me. One of the two linebackers, right? Oh no, I want Trent McDuffie. But the one of the two linebackers would be cool too. But it, this is going to be fun. I can't wait to do this. A thousand more times. If they see now, if they sign Miles Jack, yeah, or any then, of the, then the, that's great. Bobby Wagner is he? Did oh, he Bobby sign? Wagner's not signed. Bobby yet. Wagner's Jordan Hicks. No, he he signed today. Fucking I was Hicks. upset. I wanted him. God damn, that's it. our boy too. I love Jordan Hicks. Me too. I was a big fan. Oh man, I didn't know that. I can't <laughs> remember sucks. who he signed with, but I I remember reading that he signed. Maybe the Vikings. I want to say the Vikings. I think if you can get like Bobby Wagner or Miles Jack, and then your other linebacker is Edmonds. Is that is that his name? Our our current starting linebacker Edwards. T.J. Edwards. T.J. Edwards. Singleton. They let walk. Yeah, he'll <laughs> come back. 
No one's going to no. sign his ass. Yeah, he'll come back. He'll, no, he'll no. be a great fifth linebacker. Good ju- juice guy, special teams guy. Put a clipboard in his hand. <laughs> All the None of the talent in the world. Oh, also, fuck Tom Brady. Why, why, why oh, did he do that? We didn't even talk about this. Why did he do that? You know, for a minute I was like, I was like, I think I might. Like him? Now that he's gone. Yeah, it's like I can appreciate I like, him. I appreciate him so much more. And now that he pulled this bullshit, bro, fuck him. I hate his guts. You would do the same exact thing, though. Like, Excuse me? You would do the same thing. If you looked at the NFC and its current state and knew that you can go back to Mike Evans and Gronk and your defense is still good, your coach is still tough, like all the dust settled and he was like, oh, I'm, I could shit on every team. I'm coming back. Like, I would do it. I would do it in a minute. I would, I would ruin everybody's happiness. I'd come back and I'd win another Super Bowl. And I'd cement my legacy as the GOAT twice. He could be the GOAT for two careers. So, fine. I hate him. I hate that he did it, but... I hate his guts. He can, he, he's going to retire next year, and that's when the Eagles are ready to make a jump. The jump into Super Bowl territory. We haven't thought about a, a play him out song this week. Uh, I was thinking about rap coming into it, and then I... Well, I don't have anything. Well, I mean, like, give me a, give me a suggestion. Like, uh, help me out here. Um, Real Big by Manny Fresh. Have you ever heard this song? One of my favorites. All right. Thanks, everybody. Go Birds. Uh, we're going to leave you with this question real quick. A question that Dom and I have debated hotly this past week. We're not going to give you an answer. We're not going to fight about it today. I just want you guys to think about it. And next week, uh, we will look for an answer on the Instagram is Derek Carr a top 10 quarterback? Yes or no? Tom Brady's back. Think about it.